Russ Kickle here with another episode of American Reef. On today's show, we're going to head back over Mike Paletta's and check out and see how the transition from his old tank to the new tank went. So before we head on over to Mike's, uh, there were two interesting videos released this week. One of them was by uh, Premium Aquatics on their YouTube channel where they actually talked about Reef Bright products that weren't lights. And for me, I really didn't know that Reef Bright did anything other than lights. So again, that was very illuminating, so to speak. Sorry for the, for the choice of words there. Um, and then the second one was on the Bulk Reef Supply YouTube channel. They did another episode on the Worldwide Corals recipe, right? And on this one, it was basically a four-month cycle. And they talk about those details. Again, new hobbyists, definitely go and check it out. So it's worth the time watching. And as always, again, if you are looking for what I consider one of the best fish foods on the planet, check out American Reef's HPD, available at AmericanReefHPDNoSpaces.com. Now let's check out how the transition from the old tank to the new tank went for Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, Russ. <laughs> Hold it. You got two hands, right? Two hands. They survived the move? Uh, they got pretty cut up and pretty beaten up. Uh, what cutting pipe <laughs> with the big yeah. scissors? Yeah, yeah. I messed up and sliced through my thumb through the nail. Uh, yeah, that left a mark. Yeah. It took uh, a good six weeks for that to totally heal and go off. So it was not uh, pleasurable. Was this drawing? Okay, remember, so last time when we talked, you were going to allow 24 hours to kind of get a temporary setup going. Was it during that period of time? No, it was right for the transition. When I started moving things, I was cutting pipe to get things done. Yeah. yeah. And I was in a hurry and not paying attention. And Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize how sharp a pipe cutter yeah, is. Yeah, because you know, you're click, click, click. Yep. Yeah, okay, so it'll go through your nail, no problem. It went through like butter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it bled like... Uh, Worse. Okay, so we'll thank God for super glue. I super glued it. <laughs> really? Is that what you? It's what I always use, and it worked. People right think I'm insane, but I've super glued literally all my yeah. fingers. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, and I had to keep super gluing the thumbnail for a month. Really? Because so I didn't it was pull it off. <laughs> that would have been worse. So yeah. And the boot, your hands were probably all in water, right? So that was always coming off. That's why yeah. it was. Yeah, it was. It was bad. But yeah. We're through that. We're through the initial transition. Yeah. Everything moved from. Old tank yeah. and a new tank took about 18 hours, which is what I allotted 24, so it yes. took 18. Mm -hmm. um, hold on, hold on. When you did that, okay, so you had it planned out where basically you were going to take the, you know, the top off, so to speak, and cut some glass out, and boom. Right, that was going to come up. Did it really come apart? I, I took the top uh -huh. uh, canopy off the tank, uh -huh. took all the corals out and put them in 
boxes on the floor. Okay. Took all the live rock, cleaned it, took out as many of the vermited worms, Bajano yeah, anemones, algae, anything that I didn't like, I scrubbed with a, uh, a uh, wire brush. Uh -huh. Cleaned it, put it in, put the corals back in, took the fish out of the tank, put it in, ran that for a week, 10 days. Okay, so, so that process there took you 18 hours. Yeah. Right? And Okay, you did. Did you come across any kind of? Ooh, didn't think of that, right? No. Like when you were cutting the glass, for example. Or no, no, no. That, this is the, that was a whole separate thing. This is yeah. just transitioning the corals, live rock, and fish from the three hundred oh. into here. Okay, so it, hold it. So it took you eight eighteen hours just to move your crap from one tank to another and not kill anything. Right. <laughs> okay. That was the that was the plan, and that's okay. what I did because I, I didn't use all the water from the new tank wasn't full of new water, and I didn't mm -hmm. use all the water from the old tank. But I used enough of it that it was a sure. major water change. But it didn't stress anything because the water in here had been running for a week. It was matched for alkalinity. It was matched for temperature. Mm -hmm. It was matched for salinity, obviously. Right. And then it was everything was put in and it was good. Got it. So then from from there, that was, whoo, okay, everything's got a home. Right. Mm -hmm. Then there was a 40-gallon sump here uh -huh. with a skimmer in it and a pump. And one of the overflows was attached to it. Okay. It wasn't running, obviously, at full bore, right. but it was circulating enough water, and the skimmer was taking out enough gunk mm -hmm. that the system was working. The lights were on. That was mm -hmm. the other thing I had to do, because I took all the lights off, then I had to put all the lights on. Mm -hmm. That took a significant <laughs> period of time, because these are not... They're mm -hmm. easy, but they're not mm -hmm. as easy as you would think once right. the tank is full. I can't stand in the tank to put the lights on. <laughs> right. So that took time. How did you get the one way in the back corner? I, I can fortunately have very long arms, as you can see. Okay. I can reach pretty much everything in the tank. Okay, good deal. So good I deal. did that, put it in the back, and we were good. Okay. And so that was 18 hours to get you to the point where you were... Ah, okay. Now I got a little time to breathe. Right. Right. So then I set this up for a week. Okay. Everything was running, everything was fine. In that time, I started taking out everything I could and dismantling the tank. I mean, mm -hmm. the interesting things were how much detritus I saw in the old tank. Even though I was doing a 25-gallon water yeah, change in that yeah. tank, every week, sucking out as much detritus, there was almost 20 pounds of detritus oh, in the bottom. Oh, pounds. Not, that's not including all the little tiny dead coral skeletons that were down there. That's sure. just pounds of brown muck. Right. Because wow. I could literally scoop it out. And you had tons of flow in there too, right? Not enough. There Obviously. Was, you always get a dead spot, and wherever the dead spots were, they were packed. That right. I couldn't get to. Uh, the far right side was jam-packed. That's mm -hmm. why there's no overflows in the tank here. There's nothing down at the bottom. Everything's allowed to flow, and it goes right over the overflow, and I get a fair amount of detritus out easily. Right, right, right. Okay, so back to... So when you were taking your tank apart, you noticed tons of gunk and stuff. There, what else kind of like struck you? Uh, there were how many vermited worms there were on virtually every surface, everything on wires for pumps, on really? everything. Really? So I had cutters and cut them off of everything. I got mm -hmm. rid of literally hundreds of them, but there's mm -hmm. still some in here that I have to go after. Wow. Okay. So again, out of sight, out of mind, so to speak. So things. No, I grow. knew they were there. Okay. And I took uh, got rid of the ones I could, but I couldn't get rid of the ones that obviously were under rocks behind because they're wherever there's flow right right okay so you go and you had this plan to actually take and literally just take the canopy off and cut down on the seams how did that go well that was that was the next step that <laughs> okay. was a week later after I let my hands heal a little bit <laughs> it was time to tear down the, the old tank because unfortunately 
I couldn't take the 300 gallon out once I had the 500 in right. because there was only roughly a foot in between and I couldn't make the turn and I couldn't get people behind it to lift it, turn it, move it. It was not going to happen. Right, Plus, right. there was a big scratch across the front because it was a low iron glass. This has no, lo no low iron glass mm -hmm. on it. And people go, why aren't you using that? It's right, better right. optical clarity. clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With blue LED lights, you can't see really? the optical clarity. Okay. So there's no difference. And that glass is significantly softer than is the hard glass. Okay. So everyone I know that is running low iron glass yep. also typically has a scratch somewhere. Sure. And sure. the scratch is more noticeable to me and to most people than is the optical clarity. Particularly with running LEDs, now you can't do it. Right. Now there's eight Radeon LEDs on here, mm -hmm. six from the old tank, two new ones, and basically everything is lit, everything seems to be pretty happy in here. Right. I've not lost any corals or anything of substance since I've done moved it over. I lost a couple fish that got sucked into various pumps. <laughs> uh, other than that, we've been, yeah. we've been pretty good and pretty lucky with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then once we do what we did, a week, ten days later, I can't remember what it was, right. I tore down the old tank. Uh, basically realized how much damage salt water does to wood over time. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Took the entire stand apart with crowbars, hammers, and took it out piece by piece. Well, now that, that's the question. Okay, so it was sitting, the wood was sitting on that salt watered base kind of tank. Now, how was well, it? Well, it was also sitting on carpeting that yes. had gotten flooded too. It, it was more or less rotting. Okay, so, so then it was a matter of months? It was a matter of time. Okay. I don't, I don't know how much time, but it was not a long time. <laughs> it's not so years. So in the tank, because I couldn't sell, I didn't want to sell it. I right. did initially, but once I saw it, it there was no reason. I couldn't do it in good conscience. Figured out from the help from the people that built this tank that right. the easiest way to cut glass, cut the seams, is not with a razor blade, not with a saw, but with piano wire. Right. But you can't buy a single strand of piano wire, I found. But what you can buy is a cheese knife. Yes. So the cheese knife had long wire on it. I was six inches down and the wire yeah. split. <laughs> so then I had to wrap the wire on my fingers <laughs> and go down and slice it. And that didn't hurt your fingers? Yes, oh, it did. Yeah, okay. So I wrapped my fingers in a towel and, and then wrapped, wrapped the wrapped wire around that. But it went through it like nothing. Where I have taken apart smaller tanks with yeah. razor blades, right, right? And it took hours. It took literally five minutes to dismantle the front of the tank. Really? Okay. Pull it apart, slice inside with a razor blade where the silicone was, uh -huh. and it was too heavy for me to lift by myself. So my cousin Chris came over, lifted uh -huh. it. Then we took off the two sides. Well, actually, what we had to do, we had to take the two sides off before we could take the front and the back off, because what you had to do was bend it over front ah, and back to yeah. flex it to get the silicone to break and then we did the back then we did the base and the base was the heaviest piece Ooh, of glass there yeah, by yeah. far yeah moved that out then i tore apart the stand which was <laughs> yeah it, it, it was it was bad and then lifted the top off the stand because right. it was a, a flat piece of wood right. and then the sump and everything else came out and those were also yeah. interesting and tricky <laughs> yeah so tell me about that right in other words not only the things behind it, but was there much much water damage from being like, again, underneath that tank with, you know, there's only one place for that water There was to water go. damage on the bottom. Uh -huh. This is sitting on a cement slab, so it didn't do any damage the there. Wall. It also damaged the wall because uh -huh. the wall was just regular drywall and it acts like a wick. Right. So I literally took out the entire drywall, put in waterproof drywall, then I put tile up against mm -hmm. it. 
So now if anything splashes against it, all it is is cleaning hard tile. Right. I mean, I've learned how to do tile. I've learned how to grout. <laughs> uh, while I was drilling the sink for in there, I drilled into the water pipe. So I learned how to cut copper pipe and fix that. <laughs> so I, I do pretty much everything but electrical. Because electrical, you can burn down a house. Right. Plumbing, for the most part, unless you really screw up, you shouldn't burn down the house. Right, you just flood it. Yeah, you flood it, which I've done. But now all this tile is done in the entire house. Everything's waterproof. Everything's right. watertight. Right. Everything, from my point of view, that can leak is now sitting inside the yeah, shower right. in the bathroom. Right. So no more overflows there. Plus, I took out all the drywall in the bathroom uh -huh. and put waterproof drywall up there. I took off the vanity that had also been damaged from water from things right. overflowing. Right, right. It's now brand new. Right. It's also been epoxied on the bottom, so it's waterproof. Sure, sure. So now with the sump, which you, you, you've shown them, there's now a 180-gallon sump that I can walk to. There is nothing under the tank. It's difficult to get to. The electronics for the lights and the electronics for the pumps mm -hmm. are on there, and they're on the magnets as I showed you. Right. But I can get to everything, and everything is basically on a switch. All right. every light is on an individual switch, so I can turn them on and off. Right. All the pumps are on two blocks. I can push those off, turn off all the flow in the tank. And if I want to turn off the pump, the other flow, I flick one switch, turn one mm -hmm. valve. Boom. Boom. No, no flow into the tank. Everything's done. So let's talk about that flow piece of it, because like I said, for me, when I looked at your overflows, right, and seeing how they're gravity fed and they go all the way up to the other side, right? Right. Explain that a little bit, right? Well, what I wanted to do was not run a lot of pumps and a lot of electricity. I, I promised myself I would not be running 37 electrical outlets on various things. The old tank had 37 things powering it. Right. This tank so far has 22. There will be probably four... Two, four, six more things going sure. on. But there'll yeah. be a couple other things going on. So basically the flow goes over the overflow, which is on one side of the tank. It goes all the way to the floor, goes across the floor, comes back up and runs into the frag tank. So all the flow that's going into here runs into the flag frag tank from the overflows. Even with that though, because it's an overflow from here, a lot of the detritus is settling into the frag tank. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think of that initially, duh. So what I had to do, I put two powerful water pumps, power heads in the bottom. Uh -huh. So every night when I'm feeding the tank, I crank the power heads on. So for an hour, they run, they blow all the detritus off. But just from letting the detritus sit there for two weeks, I started growing tons of hair algae and Debezia and sure. other nasty things. Sure. So now I turn it on for an hour a night when I'm feeding the tank. It's, it's gradually going away. But there's none in these two tanks, which is right. interesting. Right. In the frag tank or in the nano tank, but there is some in the frag tank because right. there's nothing in there. Eventually, I will probably put a couple of fox faces in there to eat mm -hmm. any kind of algae that pops up. There's a bunch of snails, but they don't eat it fast enough. Right, 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 right. And so, okay, I know when we had talked last time, you said that, fine, after, you know, you kind of got rid of the old tank, you were going to put that 180 in after you kind of did the home remodeling stuff. Did right, we did the home right remodeling in? stuff. That took an extra two weeks beyond what I thought. Okay. That's why it took a while okay. to do this. Okay. So, I mean... Doing drywall and drywall yeah. takes a day to dry. It's not like right. you put the mud on and it's ready to go. Uh -uh. It takes a day to dry solidly. Sand it, find out where the problems are, remud right. it, do it again. Right. That added a significant amount of time to get this up. And now, did you worry about the dust going in the tank and stuff like that when you? I covered it with it? plastic. Okay. But a couple times, a fair amount of dust came in here and it clouded the water up. Okay. But it's basically inert, so it didn't seem to bother anything. Okay. Good deal. And a lot of it got sucked out and into filter sure, socks. Sure. 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 So then the water, uh, as we were talking about overflow, it goes down the overflow yep. across the floor, back up into the frag tank, 
flows across the frag tank. There's then two overflows at the top of the frag tank. They suck the water down. They then blow it to the end of the sump, cross bio balls, over two or three baffles, through some live rocks, past the protein skimmer, over two more baffles, into where the pump is and where the carbon reactor is. I don't run the carbon reactor all the time, but if I run, run something that I want to get taken out or if the water starts to look cloudy, sure, sure. I crank the carbon reactor on for a day, water's crystal clear by the next day. And now you also have this little tank here plumbed into it too, right? Right, I have the nano tank is also plumbed into it. It has its own little MP10 pump on it. Note it try to see with the cylinder, because once I crank on the MP10 and with the flow going in, there's an inch and a half uh, overflow. Right. right. Draws it all the water out. It keeps the tank really nice and clean. I feed the tank pretty aggressively, and the corals seem to be happy for it. I have Gondioporas, LPS, ACAN, stuff like that. Right. Lobos. Everybody seemingly growing and happy in that tank so far. Right, right, right. Okay, so in general terms, as far as flow and just, you know, how you kind of had it in your mind versus, again, reality, what things worked, what things didn't work? I would like more flow in here, even though I have a quote unquote ton of flow. Yeah, okay, well, what do you have? Right now, I have three tons of streams on one side. Right, the stream threes, right? Stream threes. Right. I have another tons of stream down here because there was a dead spot. Mm -hmm. Three MP60s at the top. And currently two uh, Tunzi, I think 6155s or 6511. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Flowing in the corners. So there's going to be two more of those. What I'm trying to do is get as much flow as I can in the tank. Because right now there, there's a fair amount of coral in here, but it's nothing like it's going to be. And I know the flow is going to be inadequate as I add more corals. Right. So I'm, I want to jack up the flow even more in this tank. I mean, I really want to have... You know, roughly, this is 500 gallons. I want to be running at least 30,000 gallons right, of right. flow in here an hour. Right, 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 right. 